Merhaba from Keswick Village. This is the Rorschach Turkey update from the 22nd of June, 2022, a quick summary of what's going down in Turkey. Let's start this episode with some news on the economy. The price of diesel fuel increased around 1 lira in the last week. Currently, a liter of diesel oil is a little bit over 30 liras, around 1.7 US dollars. Last week, the price of Brent crude oil fell over $6 and now stands at 113 US dollars a barrel. Many people questioned why oil prices were still increasing despite the steady exchange rate of 17.3 liras per dollar, which was maintained through the past week. On that note, the Deputy Secretary General of the main opposition party, the Republican People's Party, or CHP, said that the government must reduce the tax on oil prices. Even though the tax rate itself didn't increase, in the last seven months, the tax on a liter of diesel oil went up from 1.2 liras to 7 liras, which is about 40 US cents, because of the soaring prices of oil. Next in line, we have another price hike. Starting from the 1st of July, the Ministry of Culture and Tourism will increase the entrance fees of museums and archaeological sites by 45%. For example, the entrance fee of the Galata Tower, locally known as the Galata Kulesi, will go from 130 liras, around 2.6 US dollars, to 175 Turkish liras, about $10. However, Turkish citizens or foreigners who reside in Turkey can purchase a musea cart, a one-year pass that allows holders to visit museums throughout the country at no additional cost. The card costs 60 liras, or around 3 US dollars. Now for some good news. Ekrem Imamoglu, the mayor of Istanbul announced the municipality's new digital balance project. He said that holders of the Istanbul cart, the city's transportation card, can take out an interest-free loan worth 2,500 liras, around 144 US dollars, which can be paid off in five installments. Citizens can use the money in any place or service that accepts payments through the Istanbul cart, like public transportation, municipality parking spots, public bike rental spots, chain markets like A101 and Migros, among others. You can apply for a loan on the Istanbul Kart mobile app. Speaking of the Istanbul municipality, they opened an eatery named Kent Lokantusi, where residents of Istanbul can access affordable and healthy foods. The eatery will serve four course meals for 29 liras, around 1.6 US dollars. The municipality opened the first eatery in the student district of Chapa, the mayor said that they plan to open new diners in the Iketeli, Bajalar, and Sultanbeyli districts as well. He added that these eateries will create many job opportunities. Now on to some news on diplomatic relations. On Wednesday the 15th, Uran Turan, the chair of the NGO Turkish Industry and Business Association, spoke about Sweden and Finland joining NATO. He said that he hoped Turkey's concerns over Sweden and Finland's NATO applications would be resolved through negotiations and mutual understanding. He added that, quote, as a country that has suffered a lot because of terrorist organizations, Turkey has the right to request his friends and allies to be more mindful about the concerns of the Turkish people. However, even when we are completely right, the method we adopt to protect our interests must be formulated in a way that makes it easier for us to reach our goal. His comments came after President Erdogan rejected Sweden and Finland's request for a meeting. Following Turun's claims, Erdogan told him to, quote, know his place. The president added that Turun was only an apprentice and that he shouldn't try to give Erdogan lessons on foreign policy. On that note, 
While discussions continue for Sweden and Finland's NATO membership, the supporters of the Turkish Workers' Party, best known as PKK, held an anti-Turkey demonstration in Gothenburg, Sweden. Recall that Turkey considers the PKK a terrorist organization. Reportedly, the demonstration lasted for two hours, and protesters carried banners with symbols of the PKK. Turkey had objected to Sweden's NATO membership over concerns about Sweden's support for this organization. Addressing Turkey's concerns, Anne Lind, the foreign minister of Sweden, previously said that Sweden also viewed the PKK as a terrorist organization and condemned all forms of terrorism. However, some people said that the fact that Sweden authorities allowed, quote, terrorist propaganda in the country proved that Turkey was right to worry about Sweden's NATO membership. Similarly, last week there were some posts on social media that showed the PKK flag and pictures of the group's leader, Abdullah Ossalan, reflected on landmarks in Stockholm. Anne Lind said that they were investigating the posts and that they believed the pictures were manipulated. She also added that the posts had malicious intent and aimed at obstructing Sweden's NATO membership. Moving on. Anniken Huitfeldt, Norway's Minister of Foreign Affairs, announced on Twitter that Turkey temporarily changed its passport regulations for Norwegian citizens. Huitfeldt said that Norwegians would be able to travel to Turkey with their chipped ID cards for the rest of the year. However, Turkish citizens still need a valid passport and a visa to travel to Norway. Even though the Turkish authorities haven't formally announced the agreement, Yeni Ukit newspaper, a pro-government newspaper, said that the new regulation was a result of a chip shortage that halted passport production in Norway. After the spread of the news on social media, many people protested the one-sided agreement. They pointed out the fact that Turkish people have to pay a hefty fee of 1,450 Turkish liras, around 84 US dollars, per person to apply for a Schengen visa, whereas the citizens of many Schengen countries could travel to Turkey with no additional cost or documentation, other than their national ID cards or, in some cases, their passports. On another note, the Justice Commission of the Turkish Parliament approved a bill that seeks to combat the spreading of what the government defines as, quote, disinformation on the internet. Those who spread false information would have to face up to three years in prison. However, some people say that the new legislation would heavily restrict freedom of speech on social media. In addition to that, it'd also limit the access to information, as the bill also targets news outlets and requires them to remove content that the government sees as, quote, fake news. Some say the government will use this new legislation as a weapon to silence the opposition and create a climate of fear in the months leading up to the elections. And to close this edition, on Friday the 17th, the Equality Organization, a student organization of the Istanbul University, planned a picnic to celebrate the LGBTQ plus Pride Month in the Beyazit campus. The Istanbul University Justice and Development Party organization, Another student organization linked to the country's ruling party published a written statement on Twitter that targeted the Pride picnic and the LGBTQ plus community. They called the students who organized the picnic a, quote, perverted minority and said that the equality organization was trying to provoke the public. On the day of the picnic, many Islamists and ultranationalists gathered in front of the campus and threatened to lynch the LGBTQ plus students. The Equality Organization announced on Twitter that they had to cancel the event because of the threats of the Sharia mobs and advised LGBTQ plus people to leave the Bietzit district. That's it for this week. But before we leave, we wanted to ask you something. Would you like to have a section in these updates about the best Turkish books or Turkish music? Let us know at turkey at rorschach.com. Hasakalim! Hasakalim!